0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Happy birthday to Gordon, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends At Action Plumbing, get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. If you want to uh, dedicate a song to Gordon, you can tweet at us. Or uh, if you want to just wish Gordon a happy birthday, go to our open mic feature on our Zone Sports Network app. Record a, a little message and send it off. Have we have we gotten any any traction on the open mic there, Aust?
3: Yeah, we've gotten a few. We got a few. I'm gonna uh, hold off though and play them when I feel like it. That's so. well, like, fine. I just want to make sure people are. are going we are. For we're it. Getting, but we need. We could use more. All right. I'd like keep to them thank coming.
4: The listener that that sent in this little message. I remember first hearing about you in the Bible. At least I think you were in the Bible. This is the Garden of Eden, correct? You used to live by Adam and Eve or something. Is that from Yeah. No.
3: That's terrible.
4: Yeah, He ain't that old.
2: Thanks for listening, though, Gordon. Yeah, jeez, I mean, geez, Jim Dolan, way to just
3: bag on our listeners. No, you can keep listening, but that's terrible. <laughs> I thought it was pretty clever, actually.
2: Uh-huh. I rest my case. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Gordon's, you know, what Gordon thinks is funny. Not always is.
3: Well, Will it serve here. our oh, purposes?
2: Wait, wait. Oh. Oh, hold on here a second.
4: I have lived long enough. It's one thing life has taught me is what's funny and what's not. You feel like you've...
2: Maybe aw- life has taught you, Austin's but have you learned
4: like, it? Austin's like half my age. He knows half what I know not about even, what's not, funny.
3: Not half. Maybe a third.
2: <laughs> oh. oh uh,
4: the bro.
3: daggers keep coming. Just it's okay. Roth roast Whatever. Gordon on his birthday. I like it. I almost feel bad for all the years he's called me fat. <laughs> it's funny. Lisa
4: said to me when we went to see you in the play, she said you know, Austin looks uh, slim and trim. And I looked at her, I said, she said, has he lost weight? And I said, no, you know that it's just
3: a joke. <laughs> you looked at her and said, you know that that guy's Austin right there, right?
2: <laughs> I said. That's the Fox 13 it's weather it's guy. It's a
3: joke. That
2: is Austin Horton. That's Damon Yanni. He's no, the good looking no, one. No, it's always been a joke.
4: It's never been meant to be literal. Not that making fun of people who would be that way would be appropriate. You'd never do that. I'm not. I don't, don't look at me like that.
1: You've,
4: you've, I do like donuts, though. I really do, Austin. You know, Why did you just say it's that? It's one of my favorite things. Just, I, are just, are just, are don't, you, I don't eat them that often. Are you being often.
2: sympathetic right now because you think that that's like. Are you making Austin feel better about his own donut consumption because you happen to enjoy them too? I like fat people. I do. <laughs> oh, I have a lot go. of fat
4: friends. Here we go. Hmm. That was recorded back before we were all PC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into fat bottom girls. <laughs>
2: here we go. Thank you, Gordon. Get ready. Yeah. I uh, have a lot of fat friends. Spring Ball is underway. At Utah as well as at BYU. And let's check in at both camps. A I've chance. seen
4: parents who, let's just say,
2: they hadn't always pushed away from the buffet
4: table. <laughs> all right, Was that, wasn't
2: it Fat Tuesday last week. I'm sorry.
3: <sighs> as you were, Jake. Sorry.
2: Uh, can we proceed? <laughs> Please do. Is that, is that all right? Or do you want to keep shaming folks?
3: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't playing the sound. You shame Austin. Sounded like hey, your wait, voice, Wait a though.
4: second. Wait a second. If we... If we played back everything that you've said through the years, you know about a certain uh, bu- bulging this and whatnot, then that would might
2: make you look uh, foolish too. Why are you Why are you attacking me all of a sudden? <laughs> because you are. I'm just trying to were, move on you, to the Jeff Grimes interview. <laughs> you said I was shaming people. You are shaming people, starting with Austin. <laughs> I was trying to shame you, but. It's not it. Matt Harpering will not travel with the team and had his MRI revealed degeneration of a joint in his spine and a slightly bulging <laughs> a disc. Little, little lesson for you, Gordon. You can't shame that guy. The guy that says that on the... That is a shameless person right there. Impossible to shame me. Oh, yeah? Should we try, Austin?
3: Well, the difference between Jake and you is you would have said it making trying to make a joke and he just <laughs> slipped. Accidentally <laughs> said it. He had the disc um, slip. No, I'd never say that on the air. Oh. Again. <laughs> Again, I've never
4: said that. All
2: right, down to BYU spring what ball. Think I oh, no, Let's no, talk about mind. the <laughs> offense, as uh, I had a chance yesterday to catch up with BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, talking to him about spring being here so soon, and it feels like the work never mm-hmm. ends.
0: Well, it's not, and yeah, as a coach, you're always excited to get out there. And, you know, there's never enough practice days, and so today was day one of of fifteen, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll make the most of all of them.
2: What's a spring ball like with this offense that's returning a lot of guys and a lot of experience? I, I imagine it changes to year year to year.
0: Yeah, it should be our best spring I think offensively for the first time since I've been here um, we'll have a majority of upperclassmen and that that holds true at most positions obviously you got a lot of experience coming back in the offensive line um, you know, Matt coming back at tight end, a number of guys with playing experience at running back, all three of the quarterbacks. Uh we did take a little bit of a hit there at receiver with those three seniors, but we feel like we've got a number of guys coming back and some new guys joining the program that that can fill that void and, and so I think, you know, just a number of guys, the volume of experience coming back, um, I hope allows us to start a step ahead of where we've been at, at any other time since I've been here in two years.
2: You mentioned the offensive line. You're bringing back a group with a bunch of experience and and really a a bunch of talent. Um, Are you pleased with the progress you've made at that particular position, especially given your background?
0: No, I don't think we I don't think we've achieved what we can. I think there has been progress and if you look at if you look at the stats and what we've done offensively as a whole, that doesn't happen if the offensive line isn't isn't improving and doing their job, but I don't think they reached their potential yet. And so, um am I pleased with their with their progress. Uh I'm I'm pleased with the fact that I think we have made progress, but I think they're capable of much more.
2: What's the official status of the quarterback position right now? Is everything up for grabs? Is there an incumbent advantage for somebody? What's the status of that position?
0: Yeah, I think all those guys have proven that they can play and that and that they can win games. You know, and, and I've said this a few times. I've 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 not been a lot of places where you have two quarterbacks that you feel really good about. I don't think I've been anywhere where you have three. And so when you have that, you know, just just like um if you had that luxury at running back or or tight end you want to give all those guys opportunities and so all of them will have an opportunity to prove what they can do and win the job um but i think the volume of work that that any guy has done certainly speaks for them and and um you know i'm i'm a fan of all three of those guys and so i uh I think that that all three of them will have an opportunity to uh, to sh- continue showing what what they can do, and and they'll all get pretty equal reps at least to start with here in spring ball, and obviously that could change depending on on health and performance as we work our way through these fifteen practices.
2: Coach Jeff Grimes with us uh, from BYU Spring Ball here on 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. One of those quarterbacks, Jaron Hall, not only is a pretty darn good football player, but he's also one heck of a baseball player. hit a grand slam the other day for, uh, to, uh, for BYU to beat New Mexico. Incredible. Uh, talk to me about two-sport athletes. Is that something you value, and what can a player gain from playing multiple sports at a high level?
0: I, I don't know if um, that's something that that I value at this level, or that a guy could necessarily gain anything from it, other than just continuing to gain confidence. I, you know, I, I certainly value um, a high school player who may have played multiple sports. Once they get to this level, there aren't very many who actually do that. So I think more than what it might what it might value him is more on what it says about him you know I mean there are just very very few guys who are capable of playing two sports in college along with keeping up with the demands of being a a student and doing well in the classroom and so for a guy to do that not only do it but do it well um, it speaks volumes about about his talent.
2: And finally, before we let you go, Coach uh, Devontae Henry-Cole, a new running back for you guys down there. Of course, a transfer from Utah. I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing what he can do.
0: Yeah, I really am. I think he's a great kid and has a lot of potential, and I think he'll add something to a room that that has a number of bodies there already. And, and um, it'll be interesting to see how that group progresses and, and um kind of who rises to the top. And, you know, if we have if we have a guy that, that is clearly head and shoulders above the rest, then he'll certainly play more. And you know, if it's a balanced group, we know how to handle that as well. So I'm excited about the group as a whole, but I think I think Devontae certainly brings something to the room.
2: That was Jeff Grimes, offensive coordinator for BYU. Well
4: Where to begin? Um, Let me ask you this question, Jake. Do you think Jaron Hall is going to keep playing football? That was a great question that you asked him. And I don't think these coaches are used to sharing their athletes.
2: Yeah, no. And and I was was trying to be a little more general, I guess, with my question. Because I know a lot of coaches out out there really do value multi-sport athletes for a variety of reasons. Some physical, like the way you uh, wear down joints and muscles and those sorts of things just by simply changing it up can be can be beneficial but also being coachable and things like that they really value multi-sport athletes and Jaron hall is one heck of a baseball player i mean yeah. that amazing walk-off grand slam to beat your lobos i know you were bummed about it but that's pretty amazing <laughs> i remember talking go lobos many years ago
4: to rodney Pete when he was the quarterback at usc he also played baseball and i asked him about doing both and he said not very many people can do it but i love doing it and i want to do it and i remember it was strange back then jake it's yeah. almost unheard of today and i and that I, was
2: when was that was i want to say in the 80s wasn't it I think multi-sport athlete I think it's making a bit of a comeback maybe somebody a little more involved in youth athletics can can tell me but you know I think there was a run there where kids were getting uber specialized early on and they realized like if if you're just a baseball player and you're just a pitcher and you're doing you're playing baseball year round from age 10 your arm is going to have wear and tear by age 17, 18, where yeah. can you, you know, like a, a guy like Steven Strasburg, where he finally gets through the collegiate system, gets into the majors, and all of a sudden he has to have major arm surgery, even though he's in his early 20s. You know, did he get pitched out all the way up through the system? And I think you can you can talk about other sports similarly, that if you if you keep it a variety of skills and a variety of sports, it's it's actually better for you in the long run.
4: Well, I've heard many recently, I've heard many football coaches say they, they like to recruit multi-sport athletes out of high school. And that's not quite as high a level as college ball, obviously. And it may be different by the time they get their hands on these guys. But I do think they're extremely territorial and they don't want to share athletes well, with other, especially at the college level. They just don't want to do that. I can only imagine what it was like with uh, Deion Sanders and uh, Bo Jackson, you know, at the professional level.
2: Well, you know what's interesting? Uh, I know uh, Jake Catch had um, Corbin Cafusi on his podcast. I think it was last week. They played a little bit of it on the, he on the Saturday the offensive line. The Saturday show, yeah. I yeah. guess he switched the offensive line, but you see, he. He was playing both basketball and football, but basketball was a little bit more his primary, whereas remember Bronson played a little basketball, but football was always his thing. And it was the change in body type was extreme Mm. right i mean you have to be a little bit leaner you have to be a little bit have to to run a little bit better cardiovascularly it's it's very different as opposed to you know be stocky to be a defensive lineman so sometimes i get it can be awkward and coaches might be a little frustrated by that but you know playing outfield and playing quarterback i don't know maybe these just you know jaron hall doesn't get the opportunity to practice as much maybe
4: I I don't know how he could, but I like it. I like it when the athletes are multidimensional. Didn't the great Danny
2: Ainge play both at BYU? Uh,
4: He didn't play baseball at BYU. I think he played in the Blue Jays uh, organization, uh, and then he was playing basketball at BYU. He'd never played baseball at BYU as well? Because I I knew uh, he wasn't. I'm not
5: even sure what that means. That's, I, th- I uh... think
4: he p- was already playing professional baseball or signed a contract while he was doing that. All right. I'm not uh, – if anybody knows that, uh, that's my impression. But I – you know. Getting old, memories fading. Um,
2: all right, coming up right around the corner, we'll let you hear from Andy McCain, you? new Utah quarterback Jake Bentley, who I had a chance to talk to yesterday. Who is,
4: apparently signed a contract with the Utes
2: when they offered him the job. I'm just telling you that they probably gave him some sort of assurance. <laughs> and maybe it's something as simple, Gordon, as a wink-wink, as a you know, we have a good opportunity for you. Would that make you feel better? As opposed to, hey, you can have the job. Hey, guess what? I would respect it more. No, because I want guys to earn it. We've got a good opportunity. But you realize we're just talking about couching it differently, right? Uh, You're so worked up uh, about how the words come out. Well, I don't want to see a coach
4: lie. I don't want to see a coach say, hey, we got this job for you. You will be the starter. It is your job. And then two games in... Have him yank him and have the other guy go in. Well, I, think I don't true. think it's fair to, to anybody. And I, I would actually <laughs> like a player who is confident enough, self-assured enough to want to come in and isn't worried about that because he knows he's good enough to have the job.
2: Which means you'd probably end up third string somewhere and never uh, play. don't
4: know no. Unless the, he thought the quarterback, the quarterback's coach somehow was biased or the head coach was biased. And if I'm the better quarterback, I want to play. But if he's making a promise to me, then I think he might make promises to other people, too. And I don't respect that as much. So if you're the
2: victim, it's okay. <laughs> I just don't like to see it. At all? Oh, I forgot your transfer policy. I forgot about that. Oh, it's too hard. I no, need to go somewhere else. No, I forgot Jake, about that. Jake, Jake. I, I, I know, totally know forgot whole, about I, that. I know a whole lot of
4: offensive and defensive linemen and linebackers would like to come over here and have a talk with you about that transfer rule and your interpretation. Oh, it's too hard. Oh. I've got to go somewhere else. They would like to have that conversation with you right here, person to person. There's a drop. And I'll... Uh, You know, I'll I'll bring a whistle Mm. and maybe an ice pack. (laughs) That That would actually be really great radio
2: coach was hard on me. I need to go somewhere else. Oh, Jake. That's not what it is. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's That's the, not, that's that's not the recipe into this opinion that it, I did it, not consider. It, not, it all makes sense now. It
4: is not what it is,
2: man. Uh, if you're buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with homie See more at homie.com. More straight ahead on The Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: This is DJ and PK
2: it's
0: time to talk a little spring football with the former
1: youth, Kyle Gunther.
0: So do you expect Bentley to be the heavy favorite to win the job, or you still think it's going to be a competition?
1: I do believe Jake Bentley is the favorite. He's able to make very aggressive throws. He's not Pat Mahomes by any stretch, but he's got a big arm, and he is a competent passer. And I expect Andy Ludwig's offense to be dramatically different next year. I think Jake Bentley is the guy because he's done it in games. Camerizing, the last time he did it in a game, it was at the high school level. Jake Bentley's done it at a very high level, so I assume that he is the favorite heading into spring. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports
3: Network. Hey Gordon, I wish you a happy birthday and may your wildest fantasies come true.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Gordo. Happy birthday to you. Hi, Gordon. This is Juice. Juice Newton. (laughs) Just calling to wish you a happy birthday. Let's get together again real soon and play some polo with Sly.
2: Goodbye. (laughs) That was amazing. That was pretty good. That was amazing. Pretty good. Who knew Juice was still a fan? I love this song. The Weird. Angel. Let's just listen in for a minute, Everybody loves the Angel of the Morning, Is this right?
4: one as good as the original, though? This is the original, isn't, isn't it? it? Well, Juice wasn't the first one, one to record the Who was? There was uh, one out in the 60s, I think. Oh. This but is the only one I know. Juice was very, very nice. Just and her husband, Tom, was a real nice guy, too. Merrily Rush? Yeah, play that one. Let's let's do a battle of the bands here. This is juice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like the other one, too. Got that one?
0: Um, the, yeah. the
3: No, I'm not playing that again. I can't believe... No, no,
4: the other song, the other version of the song.
3: Oh, I don't know. What was when was do you name? think the system was made? What, were... <laughs> what was her name again? Uh, let's
4: see. Merrily Rush. Merrily Rush. You spelling that R-U-S-H? Sure.
3: No, there's only Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton. Thank God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Pac-12 has issued a statement about the coronavirus. Any interest there? Uh, We'll get to Jake Bentley here in a second. They say uh, the priority of the conference and our member schools is the health and well-being of our student, athletes, (laughs) campus, communities, working and volunteer event personnel, and all those who attend Pac-12 events at this time... Our Pac-12 basketball tournaments and other Pac-12 championship events are scheduled to take place as planned. And we are working closely with our event partners, our schools, and local authorities to ensure that we take the steps necessary to protect the health of participants and attendees. We will continue to monitor the situation and make decisions in the interest of the health and well-being of all involved. Don't worry, everyone. Larry Scott's on it. And uh... Don't worry, the coronavirus. We're all going to be fine. Larry Scotts, he's he's on it. He's been alerted to the situation, and uh, things are going to be fine.
3: When something I, I, requires I feel, immediate attention, he'll get it done.
4: I feel
2: that, much better. You know, you know what somewhat bothers me about this sort of thing is like let's let's panic when it's time to panic. I mean, it just feels like the the Pac-12 is almost starting to like capitalize on the fear. Like, hey, everybody, we're here. We know you're thinking about coronavirus, but guess what? We exist too. I mean, it just save your statements for when they're
3: necessary. How about yeah. that?
2: Yeah. Did anybody think they were going to cancel the Pac-12 tournament? No.
3: This coronavirus update brought to you by the Pac-12. <laughs>
2: right, whose
3: tournament starts? Right, wait.
2: People are talking about something. Okay, how can we? How can we get involved? How can we get our names out there? So don't worry, everyone. The Pac-12 tournament will. will you know where there's plenty of planned. toilet paper
3: and water at the Pac-12 tournament. Come on down.
2: Either that, or they really were concerned
4: about attendance. People uh, not going because they were afraid of this, and now the Pac-12 has said, "We got." It.
3: There's a lot worse stuff in Vegas. The, the
4: rest of the world is is uh, concerned, but uh, we're we
2: got complete control here. Okay, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're worried about attendance. I don't know. It just stinks of self-importance to me. Okay. Like everybody's just dying to hear what the Pac-12 has to say about this,
4: you know. But not everyone is quite as uh, motivated uh, and suspicious as you are. True. You know? That's that's that is a, a good point, but. They might just be calming the. I don't, but the I clientele. mean, it, you
2: know, the there's a the flu is going around. I don't need to hear Larry Scott release a statement <laughs> on it. Not well, comparing the yeah, coronavirus, coronavirus to the flu.
4: You got to admit, I mean, it's something that everyone's thinking and talking about. Whether whether you know, I mean, it's some people don't think it's that big a deal, but for those who have been uh, severely affected by it, it is
2: to them. No, but I, it almost makes me feel like like make a statement when there's something to say. Do we need to? do we need to hear them say like it's remember that um, that we played it in the audio vault years ago where the it was the final putt to win a golf tournament in the TV Broke in with a breaking news, like yeah. right as the putt was uh, going towards the hole. They come in with breaking news to announce that the weather has passed. Like there is no, there's no emergency, nothing to see here, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I get that. But
4: on the other hand, that's what makes me think so, think that they are trying to just say, hey, it's cool. It's all right. Come on. Come on and buy tickets.
2: Okay. Uh, That's the way I would. Well, if you weren't going to go because you're worried about it, but now Larry Scott says it's okay. Are you really (laughs) going to go?
4: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, people
2: trust organizations, you know, whether they should or shouldn't. Okay, all right, fair enough. Should we hear this interview with uh, with Jake Bentley? Let's do it. Uh, See how uh, (laughs) whether. Was the
4: contract is ironclad.
2: Here's uh, Jake. I started off asking how he's uh, adjusting to life here in Salt Lake City.
5: Loving it. Loving it. Loving the snow. Um, I haven't got. I haven't got tired of it yet. Um, but man, I'm loving it. Just, uh, just really getting acclimated to everything, and uh, just really enjoying my time so far.
2: What do you want to get accomplished during spring ball?
5: You know, I think. I think mentally just getting back into it, physically, you know, mentally and physically just getting back into it, getting getting the uh the offense down, getting the, the little intricacies and, and nuances of the offense down that the quarterback um, needs to know and, and just focusing on getting 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 better every day. And uh, you know, finding the finding things each day to improve on and um that's the goal each and every day.
2: You think Coach Ludwig's offense is a good fit for your game?
5: No doubt. No doubt. I think Ben, and that's one of the reasons why You know, kind of, kind of, seeked out Coach Ludwig, and um, just knowing how successful his offenses have been in the past, and um, you know, wanted to be a part of it.
2: You guys had a relationship uh, when you were in the SEC uh, from recruiting, I do believe. What is it about uh, Coach Ludwig that is a good fit with you from a coaching standpoint?
5: I I think it's just how um, precise Coach is, how how detailed oriented he is about everything, and that's one thing that that I enjoy is, is, is. is knowing each and every detail of the play and how, how he wants it run, the exact way, and um, I, I think that just fits me. Fits me good.
2: You have starting experience and going into what's uh, anticipated to be a quarterback battle. Do you think that helps that uh, you've got the experience advantage?
5: No doubt, no doubt. I think, I think having that experience, having those uh, you know those lessons that that I've learned over the years of playing and being able to use that um, definitely helps me a lot, but. But like I said, it's a, it's a new situation, and I'm just trying to get better each and every day.
2: Jake Bentley, quarterback for Utah with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What's been your first impressions of Coach Kyle Whittingham?
5: Oh, he's, he's great. He's great. He's a lot, of, a lot of juice, a lot of energy, um, and, and you can really just tell how much he wants to win and how much he wants to, uh, what's best for us, and, that, and that's one thing I love about him and is just how much he cares about us and how much uh, he wants what's best for us.
2: Tell us about your. Tell us what kind of quarterback you are. What are your strengths?
5: I think the biggest strength I have is just is just uh, c- competitive nature, and just just being able to get it done, uh, however however it needs to be. And as long as we have more points on the school board than, than the opposing team, I feel like I've done my job. So um, you know, I try to don't I don't try to be anything flashy or do anything like that. Just try to do my job and and, uh, and score more points than the other team.
2: Tell us about yourself a little bit. Uh, what are you into? What's your What's your major? Tell us a little bit about you.
5: So uh, yeah, I graduated with a uh, sport and entertainment management degree um, from University of South Carolina. Coming here, doing a uh, master's in finance right now. Um, you know, off the field, like to fish a little bit. Uh, I fish a little bit, and then other than that, man, just hanging out, um, just enjoying life. mean, I need to get out in Utah and 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 see what everything's all about. And, and uh, I get to do a lot of fun things here.
2: Well, tell you what, we have some fishing. might be a little different than yes, it is uh, yeah. back east, but we do have some fishing. No get yourself into some rainbow trout or something.
5: Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. I think Britt Covey said he's going to take me one day. There you go. I'm looking forward to that.
2: See, there you go. Gordon, it's right up your alley. He's Jake Bentley, a fellow angler. I thought you'd <laughs> like that about, uh, about that interview there.
4: You like the way he's getting in good with Britt and Covey? Talking about going fishing with him and stuff. Probably you know? not a
2: bad idea. No,
4: right, that works. That works. Does he? Is it me or does he sound like a forty-five-year-old
2: coach? He does sound mature. He does, but he's you know played a lot of football, started a lot of games. I mean, you were asking the question. He was saying,
4: "Well, I'll tell you what." You know, he just sounded like like he has been around. Was that your Jake Bentley? <laughs> let's hear that again. Yeah,
2: let let's do hear that again.
4: Give me one of his answers one more time. Let's... Loving it.
5: Loving it. Loving the snow. Um, I, haven't got, I haven't got tired of it
2: yet. Does he not sound like a head coach? Wait, do your impression. That was the whole point playing that again. Uh, uh, loving it. Loving it.
4: We're going to do some angling with Britt Covey. I can't. I, I'm not imper- You do
3: it, Austin. You're the impersonator. <laughs> Don't have a Jake Bentley. Your Jake Bentley originally sounded like a John Wayne descendant. <laughs> well,
4: he sounds. I'll like-
3: tell you what, Pilgrim. <laughs> I'm gonna play some ball. <laughs> oh man, loving it. Loving it. Lo- Does he not sound like he's forty? Sounds like he'd be a good recruiter.
2: Sound like he's got a really good relationship with Andy Ludwig. Too. Makes some promises to some. <laughs> yeah, some which, players. And which now really he's helps getting in good with Britt Covey because Andy's making taking him decision. Fishing. Yeah. Hey,
4: take is, uh, take that, Keithy along, and that's the number one thing for a quarterback to do when he's coming in, and there's a huge quarterback derby going on, <laughs> and he's uncertain about how it's going to turn out. You get in good with the with the guys. That's what he's doing with Britt Covey. I want Scam going fishing with Britt. <laughs> he better. Why are you calling him Britt? Because he called him Brit. Okay. Pay attention, man. You're the
2: one who asked. Well, the his question. name's Britton. Why are you being overly familiar?
4: Because that—that's what—that's what, uh, that's what he, he Jake said. Uh, I'm going fishing with Brit. Play
2: that again. Austin. but, but, but that's not. You're not going fishing f- fishing with Britton Covey. I know, but I was I was I was mirroring what he was saying. Just because those guys called Magic Johnson Buck doesn't mean that you can't. <laughs> I was, okay, all right. Well, I can. Because I'm openly mocking him, but you can't call him Buck. All right. I just want to get the rules straight. Okay. Well, now you got it. Britain, please. See, or, that, sir,
5: I want you to. Also, Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. I think Britt Covey said he's going to take
4: me one day. See, I mean, he's
3: getting in good. Yeah, he and could I'm, have been a short-stopped Britain. Like, Britain. Did he say Britain or did he say Let's, Brit? one more time.
5: Heck yeah. Heck yeah, I think Britt Covey said he's going to take me one day.
2: I think okay. that was Britt Covey. But he's how, like Layton. How do you know that Britton isn't getting in with him because he knows who's starting? <laughs> mm. Because Britton Covey's already established. Yeah, but he knows who's going to be getting him the football. So, hey, got to get on that bro's good side. No, I think it's more the other way. How would he's really know? into his fishing? Uh, I think... <laughs> 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 Britain's reading Field and Stream right now. Just to get, Jake Bentley's just coming. To get, <laughs> I'm gonna ask him about the fly tide. Got to look like I know what I'm doing here. I heard he was a fisherman. <laughs> you
4: gotta get all the terminology down. Right this this dude's gonna be throwing me passes. I gotta make the, sure. The, the problem is if he takes some fly fishing, then that's gonna take some practice. So he better. Although Brit, uh, Brit, Brit, he's a you know Britain? he can he's probably. Fairly coordinated. I imagine he could probably get the, uh, the you know the fly fishing thing down.
2: You think? All right.
4: You've well, been fly fishing. I've never been fly fishing, and I've talked to people who are absolutely great at it, and they've offered to take me to. And I'm going to go. I want to see
3: what you know. Not that I'd be any good at it. I can't think of a more boring subject for anyone to try and talk to me about than fly fishing. Why? What? What do they tell you? Ten o'clock, two o'clock, and then <laughs> you watch the movie and go to ho- go home. I don't. Well, as a longtime listeners of the uh, of,
4: of the station know, uh, I am an accomplished fisherman. I mean I've fished all over the world, but I've never done fly fishing.
1: Tell me lies, tell me sweet lies.
2: <laughs> maybe I should go with with Britt and Jake. Are we still talking about fishing? <laughs> <laughs> not sports sports coming up next. <laughs> all right, so stay tuned. Highlight yeah everyone's yeah. Day. Yeah, everybody. I will not disappoint. want to remind you about Win Ticket Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Your chance to win tickets to the Goo Goo Dolls. They're hitting the road this summer with special guests Lifehouse and Forest Black on the Miracle Pill Tour. Uh, Don't miss your chance to experience it live Tuesday, July 28th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
3: Zach Wilson did not go out there and light the world on fire and make it an open and shut case that he should be the quarterback. He's probably the front runner. He's got more tools than Baylor Romney or Jaron Hall. He's more of an all-around package than those two guys. Zach Wilson has a lot to improve on from last season. I watched those three quarterbacks last year,
2: and maybe I think that Zach Wilson is the favorite to win it, but I can't sit here and be like, oh, I
0: definitely see enough separation. I like him a lot, and I think that his ceiling and his upside is really bright. He also had catastrophic errors that really hurt the team when the money was on the table. I got it that he also had his
2: bright moments, and I think his ceiling might be higher than the other two, but you can't say, like you said, an open and shut case. With. Yeah.
1: Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your not-sports report, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network.
2: All right, Gordon, how about this? Lyle requesting this one for you on your birthday. I appreciate that, yeah. That's
3: uh, that's nice.
2: That didn't sound very sincere. Well, listen to the words, Jake. I can't. It's Kansas. You know how I feel about this band. It's
3: not Kansas.
2: Who is this? No, Blue this is Oyster. Blue Oyster Cult. That's right. Dang it. All right. Uh, it's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online Used LHMusedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today?
4: We're going to Georgia. But before we do, I saw something earlier that uh, asked an interesting question. that I thought I would run by in the Not Sports Report before I do the actual one. It's this. Who do you think has the best job in all of TV, hmm. national television? Who whose job do you think would be the best? I don't know. It seems like Jim Nance has a pretty sweet gig. So you would you think the sports one is, is as opposed to didn't who's the guy who does uh, Wheel of Fortune? Pat Sajak? He said that he does like what like two weeks worth of shows in in one afternoon, and then he doesn't have to work the rest of the time.
2: So you're looking to not
4: work? That's your goal? Well, I mean, if, if you could pay the zillion dollars for doing an afternoon's work, I mean, that, that doesn't sound all bad, does it? Now what Tony Romo essentially does?
2: <laughs> for 17000000 mm-hmm. does uh million? Doesn't Judge Judy make an incredible amount of money for just sitting there and, and uh, judging people? Is yeah. this
3: is this the story you're bringing up for, for? No. Oh, she's announced she's done. She's retiring. Oh, she J- is. Just yesterday she announced. Uh, probably that. a oh.
2: gazillionaire for just sitting there being smart. Yes. Okay.
4: So let me ask you guys this. Let me ask it this way: Of all the people who are on television, um, whose job would you most like to have? Would it be a game show? Would it be a reality show? Would it be something else? Uh, like you said, uh, in the booth. In the studio, which would you
3: prefer? A God, newscaster. I've, I've never really wanted a TV job ever. I know. So I'm not that. I'm with you. It's that's. I've never thought about this. I wouldn't mind. Nah, I don't know. The play-by-play gig, it's sweet, but you are away from your family a ton. Yeah,
2: that's true.
3: All right. Well, something to think about. Well, anyway. you answer
2: the question. Um, you love throwing this stuff at us, and then you you just. Skirt on by it,
4: you know. At this point in my life, I say that uh, Pat Sajak's uh, gig is pretty good. All right, something along those lines. <laughs> love to see you host a game show. <laughs> oh, it'd be <laughs> must watch. <laughs> all right, here's the story from Georgia. First of all, let me preface this by saying dogs are cool. I mean, not everybody's a dog person. My wife's not a dog person, but dogs are freaking cool. This story. Out of Fulton, Georgia, on Tuesday, two armed robbers broke into uh, a residence there around three o'clock in the afternoon. And nobody was there except for a niece, a young girl, and the dog. And uh, the ro- the uh, invaders broke down the door. And a two-year-old Yorkshire Terrier, a little dog, but they are they can get after it, a little dog though, went after the robbers and distracted them so that the girl could get out. And I don't know if the dog was necessarily thinking that, but uh, I've seen dogs that are very protective of uh, family members and whatnot. And so the dog went after the intruders and was barking and carrying on. And so the men uh, shot the dog in the front and hind legs. But during this time, the girl was able to escape through the garage. And she got an I don't know how this works, but she got an alert on her phone about somebody approaching. I guess that's an app you can get or something. So she got out and, and uh, made it safely away. And now the the dog, Starla's wounds, uh, she, by the way, the dog continued to run after the robbers after uh, they'd been shot. It it had been shot. And uh, the the little girl was safe. Um, And all because of the dog. Uh, There's no, let me see if there's an update here. I don't see an update on the condition of the dog. I think the dog's okay. But You're looking at me like I'm Casey Kasem or something. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please.
5: See, when you come out of those up-tempo numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then
4: you got to go into somebody dying. Now, the dog looks to be okay. After all. How about that? That is a cool story. That dog saved that little girl's life. Dogs are great. Austin, you you with me on that? He was a little dog named
2: Snuggles. You going to get another one? Well, we have one. Oh yeah, but that's only temporarily, right? You have a dog again? No, my
4: daughter moved back in. They're building a house, and so they moved in, and they happened to have
3: a <laughs> a giant dog. You, you now have a giant dog because when they get that brand new house, they're going to not want a giant dog oh, in yeah, that they brand they new are.
4: house. They want they 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 nope. love you, this. You this now a have a giant dog. dog, but it's a Malamute Malamute. Um, yeah, my yeah, my very uh, nice dog, uh, Husky Wolf mixed in there. It's part wolf and it is a cool looking dog but
2: it's a hairy dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My family used to have a Malmute. Brace yourself.
4: Uh, This is a uh, this is part wolf though. Just a great dog. I gotta
1: talk about a dog dying.
4: Thanks for the not sports part today. (sighs) The dog saved the little girl's life. I'm here for the dog. Starla you're a freaking hero. Bowler joins us next. And the dog is okay. Ninety and twelve eighty. Healing nicely the zone. Not not dying.
1: This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you
0: want. What does BYU have to do to cement some type of legacy with this team? You need to win a game or two in the tournament. Do you need to win the West Coast Conference Tournament? No, I don't think so. Look, Gonzaga's a top five team. You got one win against Gonzaga. I just don't know if you can get it on a neutral site. Well, that place is going to be hopping, though. Because yep. you know Gonzaga fans always pack that place. BYU fans are going to pack that place. And that arena does not sit that much. I mean, you played in that Orleans arena. In arena football, it's not big. Oh, no. It's basically the Hope Box Theater. It's about that coach. You bring your own folding chair. Yeah. But it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll have it covered. But at the end of the day, if BYU doesn't win that game, they're going to need to win some games in the tournament to really cement this team as being one of the better teams.
5: He would have to get to the Sweet 16 for us to really ever talk about it again.
1: Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.